0: Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Comps. This podcast is available on all platforms, so wherever you can subscribe button. You can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com that's sportsbusiness at gmail.com s-p-o-r-t-z-s-s at gmail.com we're gonna talk about some week one winners and losers we're also gonna go take a deeper dive of lebron james pulling in his best samuel l jackson aka nick fury in the avengers act as well as we're gonna to try to slide in some nfl week two picks as well And then before we get up out of here, we're going to talk about the uh, dummy of the days because I got two of them. But first things first, man, I didn't realize it until really, I don't know, halfway through today that today, September 11th, it's kind of crazy, man, that that happened, you know, 20 some plus years ago. And, you know, you always know, you know, you'll always remember if you were alive at the time of where were you? I remember I was already up when the second tower had already hit getting ready for school. And being a kid from the Bay Area, there was already a lot of fear that the Golden Gate Braves, as well as the America building in San Francisco, were targets, which down the road had the way that they were going to hit a lot of high, high skyscraping buildings all, all across America, which the Transamerican building at the time was going to be a target. So just knowing that that kind of stuff took place was, was wild. But, you know, everything had changed on how... <clears throat> We lived our lives from that day forward. But I one thing I do remember was, Man, you wanna talk about the country rallying together and just being cool with each other. It, like race didn't matter, religion didn't matter. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm black, he white, he purple, he yada yada yada. Man, didn't nobody give a hoot about what you was, what you, you was with, what you believed in. Everybody was just clicked up and everybody was on the same page and everybody loved one another and looked out for each other and it was a sad but beautiful moment at the same time to see just how everyone just was just looking out for each other we don't really have that too much um 20 some odd years later um it's 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 kind of sad to think that you know we had a literally (laughs) a natural you know america was under attack for um, us as a country to be so united together but I just remember seeing so many people just being cool with each other. Um, like I said, a kid from the Bay Area, seeing everybody just being, you know, happy and not necessarily happy, but just, hey, man, you good? We got you type stuff. So I take that away. Here we are. Fast forward is it 23, 22 years later, or something like that, that, you know, we can kind of go back to that unison as a country. Um, but, you know, we'll see if that ever happens. But. Just take the time out to think about all the people in DC, New York, um, Pennsylvania, um, all those people that were affected by this, including the rest of the country and the world. Like we were legitimately, um, it changed the world on how we look at things. So, <clears throat> crazy to think that here we are 23 years late, 23 years later, or 22 years later, thinking about all that stuff that happened on September 11th and kind of a supporting cast of that too. Like, you know, Rudy Giuliani. think about where he was back then and where he has where he is now and george bush where he was back then to where he is now it's it's crazy to think about some of the 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 special characters that uh took place on that day so just something to talk about but we're gonna get into these week ones winners and losers so first things first i have my first second quarterback shout out to you bryce young granted all three y'all did not win i think each and every single one of those quarterbacks have had some positive outlooks to, to to take home. And I was fairly um interested in Anthony Richardson in particular. He reminded me of I'm trying to think of a bad this is a bad comparison, but the only other comparison I can think of was somebody that was so raw but had all the talent. I would say he had probably as much hype as Jamarcus Russell came out of LSU. Now, I'm, I hope, I pray to God that Anthony Richardson's career does not end up anywhere close to Jamarcus Russell's. But as you talk about somebody who just had the most upside um, with raw talent, it was Jamarcus Russell. They were talking about this dude could throw 75 yards you know, on both of his knees or sitting down on a chair. He could throw, <clears throat> I want to say 80 yards and you know, Anthony Richardson. He has a cannon for an arm and and runs a four four. He's six four, I think two forty two fifty. He's built like a freaking linebacker, and <clears throat> the only knock on him was that he wasn't accurate. Um, He didn't play enough enough games. But the thing about Anthony Richardson is what a lot of people didn't know is that he actually was training to be a firefighter. And he he had this mindset that if he wasn't going to be a good enough you know prospect going into going to take up firefighting. So one thing, as someone who was served in the United States Army for over ten years. I got the most uproats respect for any firefighter known to mankind. Yes, I've been to two wards. Yes, I've had a lot of things, you know, been in you know combat and things like that. However, your boy ain't running into no burning building just to be out here jumping into a burning building. So the respect I have for a firefighter to keep going into burning buildings and do all the great things that they do. To me, that's just the ultimate, you know, salute to them. So the fact that this man was training to be a firefighter, had taken up, you know, firefighting courses and, and knows the terminology and was actually going to enroll into being a firefighter at wherever he came from just shows me that there's, this dude is a different type of animal. He's composed, composed you know, not to panic. He knows what to do when he's under pressure and things like that. And he showed it yesterday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They could have won that game. <clears throat> and that's Jacksonville Jaguars, which Jacksonville was a playoff team last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you take Anthony Richardson, he has a great game. And not to mention Jonathan Taylor's not there. Um they have maybe Michael Pittman Pittman, like he cool. He 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 alright. Like I don't think he's a bona fide star, but you know, he's trending upwards, but you know, he has Michael Pittman, he has DeForest Buckner and things like that. So they have tools to work with, but I was really, really impressed with Anthony Richardson. Bryce Young, the number one overall pick. He showed glimpses as well. I watched a little bit of the Falcons against the Carolina Panthers uh, game yesterday as well. I think he has glimpses as well. The only thing about him is that he ain't got nobody to throw the ball to. Like, I can't even name any of their receivers. <clears throat> and that's crazy because usually you got at least one receiver on each team that can get you at least 1,000 yards. And I don't think the Carolina Panthers has one of those. So, um, if he gets a little bit of help, I think he can show a glimpse. But I was I was cool, you know. I don't. He didn't give me any red flags. Um, and then, as far as CJ Stroud goes, you know, outside of that first pass that he threw to himself, that's another team where Houston they they got they got things. They got a pretty good running back, but I mean, they played against the Baltimore Ravens, so you know you can only get what you can get with that with that good defense. But you know, he didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, kind of working with a limited supporting cast, but you know those those three dudes they they had a pretty good game, really 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 solid game, and some things that you can definitely have positive outlooks if i'm three of those fan bases so shout out to them people my next set are getting my next set of week one nfl week one winners are the la rams like yo where the hell did the rams come from because i didn't see them going all the way up to seattle open up a can of whoop ass on them and then coming back to la like it was nobody's business like did I just write off the L.A. Rams a little bit too soon last week's? Because I could have sworn I said Seattle and in San Francisco probably had the NFC West on lockdown. I mean that the Rams and throw a little couple of jabs and a couple of little body punches against the Rams. I mean against the Seahawks and the Forty ers That makes that division a little bit more interesting. Um, maybe we kind of counted out Sean McVay, um, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald and them boys, but. Man, they looked pretty darn good, and also, was Geno Smith just a flash in the pan, one-year facade? But yeah, the LA Rams—I <laughs> did not see that coming. I didn't <laughs> didn't know that they was gonna come off the top rope like that, but they definitely uh, made it happen. Next set of Week One renters, yo, man, Rob Purdy, hey man, I see why they got—they uh, ran Trey Lance up out of there. I see why they ran Jimmy G up out of town. Tran Lance is the real... Uh, uh, Brock Purdy is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they, I even said it last week on my show. I was like, can they? Can Is Brock Purdy's elbow going to be cool? I think he answered all them questions literally yesterday. And then granted, they played the Steelers who... I don't know if I was talking to my homeboy or now. We wasn't too high on the Steelers. And I ain't never been a huge fan of Kenny Pickett. But that doesn't discredit how they just literally ran up and down the field against the Steelers. Like That was just a good old-fashioned beatdown where they took him to the woodshed, put them paws on him, and came back on the inside and was like, alright, what time are we flying back to the Bay? So, shout out to the Niners and, and, and making that happen. You know, you come away from a loss like that um, in the NFC Championship game, and that kind of, that usually doesn't play with people's psyche, because you're like, oh man, we didn't have a quarterback, but when you get beaten down the way they did, it can, but it looks like they're ready to come back and right now, to me, I feel like they're the best team in the NFC. <clears throat> over the Cowboys, over the Eagles, um, they, they played a very, very good game. So, shout out to, to the Niners and Brock Purdy. And then my last set of winners is, hey man, Baker Mayfield is probably that one dude that comes, he's like the, he's like that extra sitcom dude that comes out of nowhere. He, he pops in for a couple of episodes, gives you a couple of laughs, and then you don't hear from him. That's what Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did yesterday. My man Baker Mayfield started the season with the Carolina Panthers last year. I don't think won a game, but somehow got released and then came off the streets and beat the Raiders, and we didn't hear from them. And then here he is coming up on the first game of the season as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, week one starter, and comes in and they beat the Minnesota Vikings, who the Vikings I think went 11-0 and last year in one-score games. Yeah, they only 1 now about that. So shout out to you, Baker Mayfield, for making your uh, – your man, your mandated appearance of being a uh, competent quarterback so those are my week 1 winners now my week 1 losers hey man if you told me hey e, name me a team not named the dolphins jets or chiefs or bills to make it to the super bowl name a team out that's not them for i'd probably tell you the cleveland browns I said it last week, I think that they're a dark horse team. If the Nasty Man can get it together, I think that they got a legitimate chance of being a dark horse team. Do I think that they can you know, win the Super Bowl? No, but if you're telling me they have a chance to make it to the AFC Championship game, I don't think that's far-fetched. So, I'm not surprised that the Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm more surprised on how bad the Bengals looked. The Bengals looked confused, dazed, and lost. Not to mention, they had spent a whole bunch of money on that offensive line, and they gave up the cheeks yesterday to Miles Garrett and them boys. So, it ain't really more of a, I'm surprised on how good the Browns look. It was more of, damn, the Bengals look pretty bad for them to go on to the two, what, two AFC Championship games in the last couple of years so, and a Super Bowl appearance. I get it, Joe Burrow ain't playing for the majority of the preseason, but dang, you can't be making $275 million in... Only throwing for 80-some yards, bro. Like, that ain't really cool. But, yeah, the, the Bengals, they they better get it together because I think they play the Ravens next week, if I'm not mistaken. So, you can't be coming out the blocks going 0-2 in your own division within your first two games. But, man, shout-out to you, Cleveland, and whew, Cincinnati. Boy, oh, boy. My next set my next set of losers. Hey, man, I sat there and literally said last week I thought the Chicago Bears was a dark horse team. I didn't think... Either A, I put too much stock into them and not enough stock into the Cowboys. I mean, to the Packers, or B, this team just got ain't really too much they can do. I thought the Bears by getting DJ Moore, kind of coming up with the same philosophy that the Philadelphia Eagles did with Jalen Hurts and DK, uh, not DK Metcalf. What's my man? AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, and them. I thought that they were going to utilize that type of thought, that top thought process. But man, they looked horrible yesterday. So. I don't know what this entails, and granted, you know it's, it's only one game, and I don't like to put too much, too many, too many, uh, uh, too much thought into a game, into one game, especially week one of all games. But man, either the Packers just got them boys' numbers, or maybe we, maybe Justin Fields ain't that good, which is going to be very, very interesting, being the fact that you know they could possibly just tank again and try to go get Caleb Williams, which if I'm Caleb Williams' daddy. I don't know if I want to go to Chicago, but that's neither here or there. Now, my next set, I feel like I talk about these fools every year. For this. It's like beating a dead horse. The San Diego – I mean, you see it's San Diego Charge, Whatever. The L.A. Chargers will always find Charger ways to lose the game. Granted, they played the Dolphins, but damn, dog, if you score 34 points, you shouldn't be able to allow another team to get 36 points is all I'm saying. The offense did what they were supposed to do. The defense – with the other Bosa, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, and JC Jackson. I think I just named four different Pro Bowlers. Granted, y'all playing y'all playing the Jamaican, uh, the two thousand eight Jamaican uh four x one hundred relay team. I get it with Jalen Waddell, uh Tyree Tyreek Hill and uh Mostert and and all them other boys, but I get it that you're playing against the sprint team. But damn dog. I mean, it ain't like Jalen Waddle went off. You couldn't, you really couldn't just put a bracket on Tyree Hill and, and, and stop him. But the Chargers will always find Charger ways to lose the game, to lose all of their games. And I think it starts with the coach. How Brandon Staley has a job until this day is always going it's, – it's just mind-boggling. He should have got fired two years ago when he poo-pooed a game against the Raiders when the Raiders were openly playing for a tie so that both teams can make it to the playoffs. And he didn't realize it, and somehow the Raiders ended up going to the playoffs, and the Chargers didn't. He poo-pooed another game, even though last year, I said it the entire time, I said, I don't care how many interceptions Trevor Lawrence throws, they're still going to beat the Chargers in the playoffs. And They made it happen. I think the Chargers were up, I want to say, was it 28-7 to 7 or something like that, 28-3, to 3? going into halftime? They still poo-pooed that game away? So the Chargers will always find Charger ways to lose games, and water is wet. And my next set. (laughs) I'm going to tell you all a story. So, your boy last night, this is why I say you got to follow me on Instagram because your boy was out here actually smoking some oxtails. I made smoked oxtails last night for dinner. So, your boy was actually putting the final touches of dinner in the kitchen. And the way my kitchen is set up, there's somewhat of a pillar that impedes my view from my kitchen into the living room where I can watch the big screen. So, I kind of got to go on an angle. But, anyways, I'm sitting there looking down, putting my head down. You know, getting dinner ready, and I hear Mike Tirico go, Oh, yeah, uh, you know, whatever the kicker name for the Giants, he's getting ready to go for uh, a field goal, which you know, it's normal, it's pretty routine. And next thing you know, it, I hear that Mike Tirico goes, And it's blocked. I was like, Oh, okay. And then I hear him still going, Oh, he can go all the way for a touchdown. I look up and I was like, Dang, my man just blocked a field goal and took it all the way back to the house. Wow. So then I had to go run around real quick, and I come back around. The score is 16-zip in the first quarter, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, oh, this game is over. This game is over. And then I I watched watched every second of that game, and I loved every second of it. Because, one, people had put too much stock into this Giants team just because they made the playoffs last year. But did we not forget on how bad they got that ass spanked against the Philadelphia Eagles? Like that team was low key a fraud. Like okay, granted, they beat the Minnesota Vikings again. Minnesota Vikings went eleven and one, eleven and zero <clears throat> in one score games, and they got smoked in their second round game as well. I think it was against the Niners. So <clears throat> they were both two teams that were frogs. I will say this: it is hard for a team to come back down sixteen zip in the first quarter based off of two defensive touchdowns. Like the defense's swag is on a million at that point, and ain't really nothing you can do. But damn. Saquon Barkley out here putting the ball on the, you know, getting the ball knocked out. There's all these different types of interceptions, fumbles, just, I think it was five, either five forced fumbles and three of them were recovered. I mean, it was just 40 to zip on national TV at home in LA on September 11th. Then, hey man, I don't give a damn if Brian Debo was the coach of the year. That is almost a fireable offense. That is almost a fireable offense. And if they sat there and told him that he, keyed, they didn't sat there and took his key card access away to that building. I almost wouldn't blame him for that. So then the question is, my next question was, what the why was Daniel Jones in the in the game at the fourth quarter? Like they was just teeing off on him, like it almost looked like he was getting jumped by three different de- defensive linemen every time the ball was coming off. The, like every time he snapped the ball, the, the the D line was literally just up in Daniel Jones's grill. The entire, like, I I legitimately felt bad, and also I started questioning the Giants as an organization. Like, bro, do you all really care about your forty million dollar investment right now? Because why is this dude still in the game and they are just teeing off on him? He had no opportunity. The Giants really didn't address the issues on the offensive line. They didn't address any issues on the outside as far as getting them help at the receiver position. Yes, they got Darren Waller, who I love. However, Darren Waller seemed like every other game he got he with a hamstring injury. So <clears throat> the Giants, like I said, this is a team that I would not be shocked if they win 13 games or if they lose 13 games. But I know one thing's for sure. They better not lose to Arizona next week. They can't lose to Arizona next week with a quarterback who's only been there for a cup of coffee. If they lose to the Arizona Cardinals next week, you can cancel Christmas on these boys. Because you're going to sit there and lose to the Cowboys by 40, lose to the Cardinals, and then you're going to play a Thursday night game for the home opener against the 49ers at home? You cannot be going down to whoever they play week 4 0-3 i'm telling you that right now that's just something that's a non-negotiable so the giants i don't know that's i will say this as a positive outlook that loss is a loss where you just scrap everything there's nothing to talk about nothing went well you just got to move on there's nothing you can take back from there's nothing no benefits outside of maybe that first drive where they was able to march the field march the ball down the field but outside of that it ain't really nothing to talk about that game was just flat out embarrassing so um we shall see before we get into week two picks, I saw a little bit of the FIFA World Basketball Championships. And granted, you know, it wasn't the best. Like, I looked at the roster and I was like, I don't think they brought an all-star there. They had cats like Bobby Portis, Austin Reeves, uh, Jalen Brunson, Mikel Bridges. Uh, that's about all I can remember off the top of my head right now. Uh, without, oh, uh, uh, Ty, uh, Halliburton for the Pacers. So they brought a whole bunch of players. Which I want to say is they're not their best team. However, to be fair, there wasn't no Embiid. There wasn't no Freaky Greeky, There wasn't no Joker um, that played for the other respective teams. Now, Canada, they pretty much played with their A squad. I mean, they 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 came in third place. Germany came in with their A squad, I believe, as well. Um, so the U.S. men's national team didn't even place in the FIFA World Basketball Champions, which... I don't think it's a big deal, but I do think it's a deal enough to kind of realize that, hey, your best players aren't no longer in America. (laughs) Like I said, Freaky Greeky, Joel Embiid, the Joker. If you want to put Shea Gillis Alexander, who I'm not ready to throne, but a lot of y'all are ready to put him in that category since he made All-NBA First Team for whatever reason. If y'all want to put these boys in that category, a lot of your best players in America are either aging or they just ain't there yet. Oh, Anthony Edwards played for the men's national team. I forgot about that. Um, So it's word on the street today that LeBron James is pulling his best Nick Fury impersonation and trying to recruit Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, just to name a few, um, to try to get this. Now that's cool and all. I don't know if one we talking about a year from now, so we gotta see if these boys are willing to do. Two, I do gotta. I feel some type of way that you are not gonna try to bring any of those players that were on this team. Like you, you don't feel like they 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 don't they don't they don't have a chance for them to redeem themselves. Um, granted, I think that if you were to bring you know all of those players that I named, yeah, I think the American national team has a chance. But my my thing about this is. Who's next? Like, what's the next great American ball player that we got coming in the pipeline? You can't count on Zion Williams, fat ass, because he's too busy eating beignets and etouffees down there in New Orleans. You can't worry about Clarence. You can't depend on Clarence from 8 Mob because he's too busy playing with guns. The Ant-Man, possibly. Um, I think it's him. But if you think about all the players right now, they're all international players. Um, There's a strong possibility that Joel Embiid has, I think, I forgot what the stipulation is, but Joel and B could actually play for the U.S. men's national team as opposed to the Cameroon. Um, kind of like the Hakeem Olajuwon situation where Dream was able to play in the 96 squad. Something about <clears throat> visas and things like that where he can qualify to play for the American team. Which, if Joel and B plays for America, then <clears throat> you can cancel Christmas. But I would assume that he's probably going to play for Cameroon. Um, there's There's a lot of red flags that American basketball is going to be looking down really, really soon. You don't have the great next prospect because college basketball is trash because you got the G League who hasn't really been able to produce the next great superstar in their little G League Ignite. You can possibly say Scoot Henderson, but he's going to be a rookie rookie this year. You can also talk about whatever little basketball, AAU weirdness that one camp has where they quote-unquote claim to pay $100,000 if you don't make it to the league, um, where you know, we, we shall see where those two twins came from, <clears throat> but we shall see. America better get it together. Otherwise, the world, as we know it, will supersede the United States basketball, is all I'm saying. And it's trending that way as it is. So we shall see. But if LeBron James is able to pony up all of these boys and, and, and do this whole version of the last dance for the NBA, for the. Uh, olympic it'll be a cool story who's next who Who? Who's pipeline right now him it ain't wimby he's french you know what i'm saying you you're gonna, you gonna depend on a whole bunch of scoot hendersons in the world we shall see but there is nobody right now under the age of 23 24 where you could say he is him you can see, like I said, you can try to name all those players, but I can give you some counterpoints where I could be like, mm, I don't know about him. So we shall see. But I definitely think it is very, very interesting that LeBron James all of a sudden is trying to recruit players where he don't even be showing up to the All-Star game until it's time for the actual All-Star game. So for me to think that he will play in July after they have played all the way up until late May, early June, it's going to be very, very interesting. <clears throat> like granted, they already said that Draymond Green is interested, which is... If I'm Draymond Green and I'm Steph Curry, it doesn't sound like it's a hard buy. Draymond Green is a part of Clutch Sports, and Steve Kerr is the coach for the Warriors, who's also coaching the men's national team. So it don't seem like it's a hard buy for Steve Kerr to talk Steph Curry and Draymond Green into playing. I'm just saying, what we got coming up next? So we shall see. But if they do do it, I think that the you know the U.S. men's team they'll be able to go ahead and tap you know get get the gold back. But what happens after that? That's the biggest question mark that we have. So. Um, very very interested to see how that plays out, but I definitely thought I'd be interested to talk about it on my show today. Now, this is upon request. Somebody asked me why don't I do picks for you know, you know, why don't I pick games winners and losers? One because I'm not about to support y'all bad habits on y'all trying to get y'all a little fan duel or DraftKings on and then y'all want to pin it back on me. Well you said and told me to pick the pick the lines over the over, over the uh, over the Chiefs. I'm not supporting y'all bad habits, okay, but some of y'all have asked for it, and I was like, okay, we could try this out, time permitting, so we are going to run by the week two, my week two winners this upcoming week, so we got the Philadelphia Eagles with their home opener against the Minnesota Vikings, hey man, I already told you how I feel about the Vikings, they're trash, okay, Kirk Cousins has never went to an NFC championship game, and that's for a damn good reason, he's lemon booty, so I'm gonna go with the Eagles on their home opener. We got the Atlanta Falcons against the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be kind of tricky. I think Atlanta don't got a quarterback. I don't believe in that Desmond Ritter dude. Um, I feel like B.J. Robinson, they're going to just pimp that man out till his contract is up, so they're going to utilize the hell out of that boy. But they do got a pretty good run game. However, I was very, very impressed with what I've seen with Jordan Love. I feel like you know if Aaron Jones can be somewhat healthy, I think the Packers can go start out, come out the blocks 2-0. and Raiders against Buffalo in Buffalo. Come on, man. I'm a diehard Raider fan, but uh they ain't beating the Broncos. I mean they're not beating the Bills. They barely could put up 17 points against the sorry ass Broncos yesterday. You really you really think they're gonna be able to put up, you know, get only allow sixteen or sixteen points against the Bills? No. Bills all day. Next you got the Baltimore Ravens against Cincinnati. This is a tricky one. I think this is a must-win game, more for the Bengals than it is for the Ravens. If the Bengals come out the blocks 0-2, they're they going to have some soul-searching to do. So I think the Bengals have no choice but to win this game. This is, I think, is going to be very, very interesting, Seattle Seahawks. This is kind of going to give me starts, give me some inklings of was Geno Smith a flash in the pan last year or was this last game against the Rams just a fluke? However, you got the Lions coming off of a mini-bye 10 days or so. Beating the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> I got a lot of stock in the Lions this year. I'm going with the Lions. You got the Tennessee Titans against the LA Chargers. Hey, man, who else didn't? Am I the only one that didn't know that Ryan Tannehill was still on the Titans and was going to be starting? Where did I miss that? I could have sworn they had a quarterback and they had gotten the quarterback last year and he was supposedly going to be their future. And I turned the TV on yesterday and he's starting against the damn Falcons. So <clears throat> I don't know what the hell's going on with the Titans, but. I feel like the Chargers, they can't come out the blocks 0-2, so I'm going to go with the Chargers. Next, you've got the Bears against the Buccaneers. I'm not really to sell all of my stock against the Bears yet, so I'm going to go pick the Bears against the Buccaneers. I think Baker Mayfield has had his guest appearance, and that is it for him this season. And I think that the Bears can figure it out. you got the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Kansas City Chiefs. Very, very interesting game as well. I think Kansas City, with Chris Jones signing that one-year deal, they, done, they, they had to get that man his flowers and they done figured to some things out, and they realized that they need Chris Jones more than Chris Jones needs them. I think Travis Kelsey will be playing. I got the Kansas City Chiefs in a very, very close game. Next game, you got the Colts against the Texans, which should be pretty – it's one of those games where you're like, oh, man, that game looks pretty trash on schedule. But if you look at the X's and O's with Anthony Richardson against C.J. Stroud, You can find a couple of little cool little storylines in there. So I I, I like the Colts in that against the Texans. So um, picking the Colts, I like Anthony Richardson. That's my guy. I'm rocking with him. So we're going to go there. You got the Rams against the Niners. Very, very, very. This game just got a whole lot more interesting just because the Rams came off the top rope against the Seattle Seahawks. I'm rocking with the Niners. I think the Niners yesterday were probably the most complete team that we saw in all of week one. Um, so I'm rocking with the Niners on that one. You got the Giants against the Cardinals. Hey man, as bad as the Giants played yesterday, the game was over after the first quarter. You pretty much canceled Christmas after that. There's no way the Giants can lose to a Cardinals team who has Josh Dobbins, who's only been there for like three days, who doesn't know his players' names. He has to look at their name tapes to make sure he knows who they are. There's no way that the Giants can lose to the Cardinals. If they do, pooh, ooh, baby. Who baby. I got the Giants beating the Cardinals. There's just no way they can beat the... They, there's just no way they can lose to the Cardinals. Even if the Cardinals played against the Commandos pretty tough yesterday. It ain't happening. You got the Jets against Dallas. Now, granted, the Dallas sat there and laid the smack it downeth on the Giants' candy asses yesterday. But that offense, there was a couple of drives where I was like, mm, I don't... They look cool, but... Mm-hmm. Against the Jets, like I said, I got the Jets as my Super Bowl, AFC uh, representative in the Super Bowl. I'm going with the Jets against the Cowboys in a very, very close game. Next, you got the Commandos, Lionel Rich and the Commodores in Washington against the Denver Broncos. Hey, man, Sean Payton should have got fired for trying to open up the season with an onside kick. So I'm going with Lionel Rich and the Commandos against Denver Broncos. against Denver. Um, you mean to tell me you couldn't beat the Raiders team that gave up three different, three critical penalties on third down? You still gonna beat them? Yeah, man, I'm cool on, I'm cool off the Denver hype train. And then you got Miami against New England. I'm going with Miami in the Sunday night game against New England. I low key don't need to see the Patriots on national TV. Like they don't need to be on prime time. Hey, Tom Brady ain't there no more. Y'all, y'all don't need to keep putting these boys on prime time. Stop showing Mac Jones. He he ain't it. Ezekiel Elliott, I'm surprised he, I'm surprised Bill Belichick ain't cut that fool after that fumble yesterday, so yeah, don't put, dear NFL, don't put the Patriots on primetime no more, they ain't got nothing to show for, they weren't cool back then, they were just only cool because they kept winning, but they ain't never been no appeal on primetime TV, just, just get them, get them off the primetime, please, and then on Monday you got, oh, there's two Monday night football games, huh, okay, wow, that's weird, you got the Saints against the Panthers on one of them. I'm going to go with the Saints. And the reason why I'm going with the Saints is because, one, I got a soft spot for Derek Carr. I felt like he low-key kind of got done dirty here in Vegas. So I'm going to be rooting for my mans. But also, he threw yesterday, like, but he, they, you know, they figured some things out. They got a pretty good defense. He has good receivers. Like I said, Mike Thomas, it was good to see Mike Thomas out there. Running and catching the ball yesterday. Jamal Williams, you know, before he almost had that fumble fumble ruski, he played good. But the defense played very, very good. Only gave up five field goals. So, shout out to them. I'm going with the, with the Saints with experience because I think Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division as of today. And I think Carolina is just still a little wet behind the ears. So, we shall see. And then the final, last but not least, I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns over oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers just because Cleveland – looks really really good and i am not a kenny pickett fan i've never been a kenny pickett fan yet yesterday's game made me even more less of a chance of being coming to kenny pickett fan so that ain't happening so i got the browns probably dog walking all up and down pittsburgh so um there you have it those are my week two winners and losers email me let me know if you're rocking with me or not now if y'all lose y'all money don't come don't come don't come to me don't come to me. Then nobody tell you to put your little three dollars up on DraftKings for your little fifteen dollar bet payout. Okay. Don't don't get mad at me. All right, y'all out here taking this free drug money. Like here's the thing about betting. I ain't never heard nobody just betting and they just keep coming back and making money, making money, making money, making money. Like you know what I'm saying? It's free drugs that they're giving and y'all just taking it and, and, and consuming it. So I'm not here to judge. If that's how y'all want to get your high, get get high on y'all supply, make it happen. But don't come at me talking about you listen to me and, and, and you done sat there and lost your mortgage. That's, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Okay? Just saying. So enjoy enjoy those picks. Let me know if y'all rocking with me or not. Email the show. Hit me up on, on Twitter. Hit me up on the gram. And yeah, if y'all like it, we'll do it again next week. If not, that's cool too. Before we get up out of here, we got the dummy of the day. And... This is actually, they're very, very lucky that this actually took place on Thursday as opposed to any other day. So Thursday, which I don't know why the U.S. Open did that, but I guess. Thursday, the U.S. Open, I believe that was the women's semifinal match. It had to have been because the finals was on Saturday. Thursday, the, the, uh, the women's semifinal match between Coco Goff and I forgot her opponent's name took place. Where, I mean, if you wasn't at Arthur Ashe Stadium... You probably wasn't watching no damn U.S. Open. You was watching Kansas City Chiefs against the Detroit Lions. I mean, I like me some cocoa golf and all, but, I mean, let's keep it real. My sister <laughs> texted me and was like, yo, put on ESPN. I was like, girl, you must be out your mind. I'm watching a football game. She was like, bruh, just just put it, trust me. I was like, okay. So I changed it to ESPN. There had been a stoppage for damn near an hour because we had some climate control fossil fuel protesters where some dude glued his feet to the cement flow of the stadium. These people, there was a group of three of them stood up, started singing and chanting about fossil fuels and and, and climate and climate control and all this other good stuff and stopped a, a, a tennis game for 45 minutes because they had to unglue this man's feet from the cement. First of all, I don't know how many of y'all be going to sporting events I will say this: I went to Japan. I went to a wrestling event. I literally walked in the building, with you know nobody checked me, none of that. But this is Japan, okay? I come here. I have gone to uh, Oakland A's game, where I had a jamba juice in my hand, and they told me to throw it out because they thought it was a weapons of mass destruction, or they treated it as, as if. I'm trying to figure out how in the blue hell did somebody smuggle some glue, take off this nasty ass socks, glue the bottom of their feet. To the cement first of all if i'm sitting next to you and i see you pulling out some elmer's glue and you about to glue your feet i'm calling security so shame on the persons the people that was sitting next to these losers and didn't bring this up to attention before this even took place there's just no way you out here got some damn gorilla glue in your back pocket and you just gonna take off your shoes your socks and everything else and just be applying gorilla glue on your feet and then standing up singing about some damn fossil fuels Second of all, I feel like I've talked about this way too many times in last year's season about these weird people, whether they're PETA, uh, animal rights activists, and now we got fossil fuel people hijacking these sporting events. Bruh, you bound to get your ass whipped. You are bound to get your butt whipped. Now, I am a firm believer about climate change. I am a firm believer about, you know, Animal cruelty and, and things like that. However, I ain't trying to hear that at no dog on tennis game. I'm trying to get my Coco golf on, and watch her trying to make history. I'm trying to go to these sporting events to not worry about how my next meal is being slaughtered at whatever slaughterhouse, or how it, it takes so much to, to to have oil and things like that. I'm not worried about that, bruh. The fact, so I, mean, I don't know who I'm more mad at. I don't know if I'm mad at the doggone protesters or if I'm not mad at the people that were sitting around these people who allowed somebody to pull out some damn gorilla glue and glue their feet on the doggone flow. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for not sitting there doing nothing. Because if that was me, I'd have slapped the you know what out of that person. Nah, bro, we're not doing that today. We're not doing that today. That's disrespectful for not only the athletes, but everyone else that paid a ticketed price to watch tennis. They didn't come to see you you're you are going to go to the wrong event and if all 25,000 people sat there and got up and whooped them people's butts I probably been clapping like you know what it ain't like y'all didn't deserve it so please stop hijacking these sporting events you're only making yourselves even look stupider and if anything your causes are falling on deaf ears and it's gonna make people not want to be more invested in it because you're doing it at the wrong place at the wrong time if you want to do all that go to the White House Okay? Go to the White House. Go to your go to your local mayor's um next speech and go to and do it then. Why does it always have to be the sporting events? Why don't you go do it when your local politicians are speaking? Whenever Mitch McConnell's out there freezing up on TV, why don't you run out there and, and talk about climate control? Y'all don't do it then? Anyways, my next set of sports business podcasts, big dummy of the word. I got this notification and I was like, wait, what? Apparently, DraftKings today put out a 9-11 theme betting promotion? <laughs> For real? So, so we out here trying to make a buck off the 9-11 stuff now, huh? That's, that's where we at now. Hey, man. Y'all could have just left it at, you know, Big Monday. Kickoff, you know, Maniac Monday. Uh, you know, NFL season open, you know, Monday Night Football debut season kickoff night. You could have did a whole bunch of different things, but whoever in the marketing team decided to make it a 911 themed <laughs> betting parlay just shows you how much these people will try to pl- push the envelope and take y'all money. What are we doing? What are we doing? But it uh, looks like I don't know if they took the, the the branding off or what they did with it, but apparently I guess it went off. I uh, uh, apologize for their insensitive ideas but hey man it's a little too late too late for too little too late for that but they are definitely the second part of my sports business podcast big dummy of the day award it goes out to draft hey man keep giving y'all money away so i'm saying just keep giving y'all money away good luck with all the payouts good luck with that if i like it you love it anyways that is about it for this show i have been it has been my absolute pleasure i uh, appreciate everybody for you can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on X, formerly known as Twitter at Sports Business. That's S P O R T Z B I Z N E S S. Like I said, email me, email me at the show. Let me know if y'all rocking with my picture now. Like I said, my name is Eric Compton, aka Money Compton. Until then, we will do a show next week. We do this once a week. Like I said, the cadence will be a little bit different. I try to put these out on Monday, but the way everything's looking, We'll be probably putting them out Sunday night, Monday. We'll see. But in that, we will be back next week. Other than that, take it easy.